If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, This podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like, how do you greet your dog? Uh, Do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. Hello, Sean, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Jack. How are you? Ah, you know, fine. I'm actually, uh, I'm in a good place, really. I mean, I'm just having a bit of a holiday and um, relaxing, so... Do you mean you're in a good place, that's where your holiday is, it's in a good place, or do you mean you, you're in a good place, that spirit? I also noticed that I used that awful expression, yeah. Yeah, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you uh, meant? Because that doesn't sound like you. I wish I could start the whole thing again and not have said that, but it's too late. <laughs> Please welcome Jack D. Hey, hello, everyone. Nice to be here. Yeah. I'm in a good place. <laughs> is that Jack Ooh. D? He lost his mind. Get up. <laughs> That'd be the end of my career. Oh, don't quote me on that. Anyway... Uh, what I meant to say is, and it's because I'm so unused to saying it, is that I'm actually quite happy at the moment. I've, I'm having a, oh, a bit oh. of a break, and yeah, so so I know it's unusual. That's lovely. That's nice to hear. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. is Dolly is Dolly in a good place? She look. Don't keep throwing that back at me. I was just it was a mistake. Okay, let's let's move on from that. Dolly is very very well. She's actually uh, yeah, she's great and. Um, Enjoying life, lots of little walks and stuff, and uh, lots of lots of. How about Mildred? Mildred's very well, uh, thank you. Um, but uh, well, Grace is away. Oh, Grace right. is away with Wilder, so. Okay, yeah, and so left you with Mildred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can feel you that there was an aim with with that question. <laughs> Not really. Are you gigging in the evenings or? Does Mildred get left behind for that? Well, I gigged, I, I did gig last night, actually. And and what I did is I asked my friend Michelle to just pop round and say hello and watch a bit oh, of telly oh, okay. with her. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I'm never actually sure how long you're actually not allowed or meant to leave your dog 
alone? Good question, isn't it? I think I think part of that is to do with how your own attitude and your feelings. And the other part, of course, is to do with the welfare of the dog. There must be a cutoff point where they'd get distressed. I'm sure for an hour or two, it's they just think, I can't have a kip and they'll be back. And I don't know. We should ask Simon Parry Marino when he comes on later in the episode. We'll ask him that. Look at you saying his last name like you haven't been rehearsing it all morning. <laughs> I've got it written in front of me. But it's, uh, well, Simon the dog expert is how he's better known. And, yes. Um, but Simon Parry Marino, we can ask yeah. him, can't we? Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking to Simon, the dog expert. What's your general feeling on how long you leave Mildred for? We, okay, well, we try to not leave Mildred, and rarely do, to be honest, leave Mildred on her own for, well, certainly for more than two mm. hours, but Mildred's quite lucky. Mildred's yeah. pretty much never alone, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. This actually, quite neatly, brings me to something that's been going on in, in my area, that is dog related. Okay, okay. That this is the perfect space to, to talk about. Yes, it is, yeah. I'm intrigued. Grace has only been gone a couple of days. So this is about a week ago. Grace says, oh, something's just happened. You've got to talk to Jack about. I oh, know my dog. What? I know, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. There'd been a dog that had been... I had noticed it in the background. I didn't really think about it, but I, I had noticed it. There's a there's a dog that was barking kind of all day yeah. for hours, and I don't really mind it too mm-hmm. much. But then it's kind of sounded like it was distressed, and someone shouted out of a back window. That's what Grace said. You got to tell Jack. Someone shouted out of a big window. I'll shut your dog up, will you? <laughs> Take your dog in. <laughs> Did yeah. you know who it was? was it who shouted like that? No, I don't mm. know. You'd have to be pretty angry to get yeah. to that. Was he wearing a vest? Shouting. <laughs> People usually wear it. When they shout like that, they're usually wearing a vest, aren't they? And they open a window. I'll just put my shouting vest on. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. No, but I then noticed that the barking did sound unusual. And... Does Dolly bark at dogs barking? Very occasionally she will, to show off, if we've got guest dogs over, like when Nelly comes or or Lenny, the Dalmatian, and they're over and the dog next door barks, Dolly will then bark back just to show the other dogs, yeah, I've got this, don't worry about it, it's mine. Uh, but if they're not there, she couldn't care less. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> so Mildred will kind of, I don't know what they're saying. I'd love to know what they were communicating, but Mildred will often bark back. Yeah. I noticed that when this dog was barking and it, it sounded unusual, that Mildred didn't, it's quite moving, she didn't uh, bark oh. back. She sat down and listened to it. Oh. And I could tell that she was listening to the bark and that meant something else yes how intuitive of something was going on right okay yeah and how intuitive of me of course to pick up on it that's yes that's (laughs) obviously what i meant (laughs) and did this start a conversation with mildred what's that mildred there's someone stuck down a well Exactly. Okay. But it did start. Mm. It did no but it did start. Did you get a WhatsApp group that, that was created for lockdown? The, oh, like of yes. your road, your street WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. That was awkward. Go I, on, did you get what, what was awkward? It's awkward leaving a WhatsApp group, isn't it? Because I didn't know. You didn't leave. Of course I left it. I I joined it in a <laughs> in a moment of, you know, of, of comradeship. And then it was awkward someone in the in the road had a baby, right? <laughs> 
and everyone was going, oh, well done. Welcome to little whatever it was called. And all these lovely messages were coming up. Jane told me this. She said, you shouldn't have done that. Because all these lovely messages were coming out. So welcome, welcome to the little baby and da 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 da. I can't wait to meet the da, 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 da. And then it just comes up, Jack D has left the group. Right. <laughs> and I didn't know. Because I couldn't I didn't want any more of that. And I, I didn't know that if you leave it, it tells everyone you've left. So just so everyone knows, it wasn't deliberate. But sorry, go on. But you're Oh God! Oh, that's fantastic. So you you've got one. Oh. you've got a WhatsApp group, yeah? Oh yeah, oh, horrible <laughs> Jack. D- oh, there's a little cute I'm... photo. Of a look, oh Jack D. What a horrible man! I know. I just wasn't. I, I had no idea it would have come up like that. I just thought I'll, I'll just no, quietly step out of this one. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm still in mine. Occasionally, I'll, I'll have a look. Believe it or not, Jack, mm. there's a lot of crime where I live. <laughs> so, Is that since you moved in? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, well, it's getting worse. But anyway, anyway, that's that's another thing. <laughs> so I noticed the WhatsApp group going off about the dog barking and people saying, well, we should do something about this. We'll go around. Does anyone know what house? No one knew what house it was. No. By the way, this this is what I should say. The dog barking was coming from the gardens that back onto uh, our back. I understand, yeah, yeah, on our road. Yeah. But but no, we couldn't really work out which house it was exactly. So I took photos of the roofs of the houses that we were looking at, so that when I went round the front, I could get a gauge of where I I was. Was that? Uh, yeah, I'm not. Is, is I, that impressive? It depends if you can recognise <laughs> the back of a roof from the front of the house. But were you going on colours of tiles or something? Was that the thinking? Aerials. Aerials. Okay, no, that, that's that's good thinking. Yeah, it's very Netflix documentary. This. It's starting to feel like that. Yeah. So me and my neighbour, who lives upstairs, our building has its own WhatsApp group. We decide. We've had enough. Mm-hmm. This has been almost a week of this dog that sounded like it was in. You know, it was distressed. Yeah. So my neighbour prints off pieces of paper saying, like, you know, there's a dog that sounds like it's in distress. If you know which house this is, you know, please let us know. There's the phone number. And we're going to post these through the letters of the houses yeah. on this street. But when we get to the street, we walk past a house where you can hear that dog barking. But it's so close, it sounds like it's in the house. Right. That that bark, that very bark that we've been hearing for yeah, almost yeah. a week yeah. sounds like it's coming from indoors. We walk to the front door, we mm-hmm. ring the bell, mm-hmm. no one answers. Now also the neighbours aren't in. I live in one of these areas where a lot of these are second homes. Oh, okay. I think. Right, yes. Do you know what I mean? So the houses are often empty. Okay. Yeah. That made sense because that made you realise, well, that that's why no one's done anything about this sooner. Yeah. Because the people that live closer yeah. aren't there. Yeah. yeah. No one answers the door. The front windows are all blocked off. The curtains are shut. It's a kind of early evening. Mm. The hallway light is on. What do you think about that? Hallway light is on. All the curtains are shut. Yeah. That just tells people we've gone away for several days, doesn't it? If, if it's on during the day as well. Yes. Okay. Right. Exactly. So the front door has frosted glass, but the frosted glass... Mm-hmm 
has a frame of an actual window that you can see through. Okay, yes. So I look through. I've got sight of the back of the house. It goes all the way through the hallway, down a couple of steps, through the kitchen. I can see yeah. a Henry the Hoover. <laughs> That's brought the tension down. You were doing very well. <laughs> Go on, okay. I can see Henry the Hoover just smirking at yeah. me <laughs> with that little cheeky grin. Yeah. But behind the Henry Hoover, I can see what looks like a dog. I can't see the whole dog because of the vision. The vision is skewed. And the dog is moving. I I can't work out if it's tail wagging or it's a leg, but it's moving. But it's not mobile. It's not moving from where it is. The speed that it's moving, it looks like it's trying to get away from where it is and can't. Okay. Then another dog comes to the front door. right, okay. And is barking. Mm. That dog is barking. So that's, you, you know that something's wrong. Yes. I mean, dogs would come to the front door anyway, but one is, and one has stayed there. So I call the police. Not 999. No, you didn't go crazy. No. In this, where I am at this point, at this juncture of this crime thriller, yeah. what would you do here? In this episode of Sean Walsh Investigates, um, <laughs> I think probably without being able, if you thought there was a, a dog in distress in there, and this has yes. been going on for so it's not like you're being just a nosy parker, you know, going past the house no. and hear a dog barking. So you start to look in through the letterbox. I think I might have called done the same as you. It's obviously not an emergency call, but you'd think, well, let's see if the police can shed any light on this or or tell us what we should do. They might be able to advise you on we'll get in touch with the RSPCA or something. So I don't, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right about that. I should say again, the RSPCA have been contacted prior to oh, this. Okay. Don't ask me what they said. I can't remember. Okay, so it can't have been terribly helpful. Exactly. No. And you want to get these things sorted. So, and also there could be a person in there injured, which is, or even worse than injured. Your mind was racing towards. There's a dead body in there. Precisely yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. When me and my neighbour got to the house, I actually noticed that a car was parking outside the house and when we got to the house the car drove off oh okay and when you're going through all of this you think that's very strange that's very weird and i'm not gonna very weird in central london isn't it (laughs) (laughs) a car pulling away Mm. something isn't right (laughs) (laughs) go on it's to, it's all the it's the Netflix documentaries that they affect you suddenly yeah. you're suspicious of everything. Of course, right. of course. So uh, called one hundred and one. Uh, actually, at first I called one one one, but that was the NHS. Oh. <laughs> then I called one hundred and one, uh, and and this this woman answered Metropolitan Police, <laughs> and um, and I'd explained what happened and explained you know I could see the dog and and she took down the details. Yeah. And she, she took my phone number and she said, all right, I've let the cars know and they'll be round. And I said, should I wait here? And, she, and it might be an hour and it might be a bit over an hour, oh. but it'll be round. And we, is it right to call you if we need to? Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, please call me. She called back almost immediately. Oh, yeah. She said that I've spoke to the, the product officers. We have had a call. And all it is is the dog's trying to get back in. It's just barking to try to get back in the house. That's exasperating, isn't it? Because you've explained, haven't you, that there's a dog in the house. In distress. Exactly. Yeah. I tried to kind of hold my nerve here. What I did, I thought, I'll put it on them. And I said, well, okay, you can do nothing about this if you want. Mm-hmm. But I have explained to you yeah. 
that the back door is open. The reason that everyone can hear that that dog is barking and it sounds like it's outside is because the back door is open. Yeah. The dog cannot move. The dog is in there. This has been happening for almost a week. Someone could be dead. Yes. You're going to ignore that? Someone could be dead. Yeah. How do you like them onions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went, all right, then I'll pass this on. I'll pass it on. Thank you for your help. I'll pass it on. So I get back and I tell Grace. Grace is now stressed. Grace doesn't like that the dog is in, is, is clearly in pain and nothing is being done. So Grace then calls 101 oh. with the same complaint. Right. Figuring that a second complaint that'll uh, endorse the first one. Precisely Good. that. Good thinking. The road WhatsApp group starts lighting up. Bang, 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 bang. Those are the messages going, going crazy. In. Going crazy. They're here. The police are here. Yeah. Two vans. Yeah. Two vans. A car. Another car's arrived. Oh, oh wow. my God. So I'm out of the house. Grace is going, be careful. Take Mildred with you. <laughs> Why would I take Mildred with you? Just in case something happens. Yeah. So you, Do you thought Mildred was going to protect me? Yeah. That's a sweet thought. The reality is that Mildred probably wouldn't, do you think? I was at a garden centre the other day and Mildred ran away. I actually dropped the lead because she ran so fast. She ran away from a cat, <laughs> the thing they're meant to get. Mildred's not going to save me from anything. No, no. So I get round there. Practically the whole street are outdoors. Wow. Become a big this. thing, this, isn't it? It's massive. Mm. Two police vans there, you say. Two police vans. Turn Riot up. vans. Riot vans for this. Is it because you said there could be a dead body in there? I hope you so. You triggered it, yeah, yeah. Hang on, riot van is the same as a van, isn't it? In police uh, terms? No, I, they I, I think they've got different types of vans. Oh, okay. Riot vans are the ones that you see them sitting in eating donuts and stuff. That, that, you know, with <laughs> the cages on the windows. <laughs> okay, maybe it was just a van. Just a, okay. So, but two police no, vans. Fair enough. Let's stick with riot vans. For the Netflix version, it's <laughs> going to be riot vans. We know that now. And they came out and they had Uzis. <laughs> and one of them had a bazooka. They're ringing on all the houses. No one's in. No one's in no. these houses. Oh. And then the policeman manages to get into the back garden. Right. Garden skips to this house, comes through the front door. Yeah. It turns out, transpires, the dog had been trapped under the sofa. Oh, got his head stuck under the sofa. A dog being stuck is, to me, very curious. That's, mm. that, that's strange. Yeah, yeah. Has Dolly ever been stuck? She did get uh, her claws caught in um, a sort of woolen blanket once. Oh. Yeah. That was quite a crisis for her okay. in her world. That was a pretty, you know, it was all very short-lived because we were there. But, you know, they have those quite hooked-shaped well claws further up from their paw. They're called the dew claw. Yes. And those can get very hook-shaped. Oh, yes. They can get caught in wool and stuff like that. But... um that's not the same as getting your head stuck under a sofa. No, Poor dog. I know. Just quickly on a, a sidebar, yeah. as they say in America. <laughs> Side note, I got my head stuck in a railing, a, a fire exit railing. Oh, yes. I got my head stuck between them when I was at primary school and the fire brigade had to come to get my head out. <laughs> Even parents were laughing at me. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Uh, Do you remember how it happened? I'll tell you how it happened. <laughs> The kid got to the other side of, of this railing, mm. these like black iron bars. He got to the other side of this railing on the, on the fire yeah. exit. And so then it was my turn. Yeah. So I put my head in. Right, squeeze my head through. Yeah. I, I can't get it back out. I really can't get it back out. The teachers come. They can't get my head out. I am, really am stuck. Then it's the end of school. Because this is at lunchtime. So but by the time we get to three o'clock, I've, I've had my head in the railing. For about three hours. They left you there for three hours. 
<laughs> Seriously? <laughs> they didn't leave me, they, but they, they couldn't get my head out. Yeah. Okay, so then, go on. So then the fire brigade came, and they managed to bend the bars and get my head out. And I said to the kid, I don't know, how, you did, how did you do that? My head got stuck. You must have a small head. He said, no, I climbed over. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> Typical. But this in itself, this that little anecdote is telling because it showed that you had an affinity with this dog who had his head stuck. <laughs> but that's That was partly why it, it piqued your interest, I think, is you knew. Precisely. You knew the stress the dog was in. Yes, it was a calling. And so we leave it with the police now. We're told that the owners have been contacted and the owners are, I was right, the owners were in the West Country. Yeah but they're coming back. So this goes onto the WhatsApp group. This then goes onto Facebook. People are fuming. Of course. Fuming, raging. As soon as I get home, all the police have left. Everyone thinks everything's okay. I kind of feel like a hero. People are saying, well done, Sean. Right. It's a great feeling. You did your bit. I did my bit. Then someone says, I hate to be the one to continue this, but I'm hearing that poor dog barking again. <laughs> because there wasn't a dead body. Yeah. And a human being wasn't there. Yeah. This didn't count as a police matter. And so the dogs were just left there. Oh, that's outrageous, without the owners being there. Yeah. And the back door wide open. I mean, what? who does that? Well, this is exactly what... The, the fact, and then screenshots of Facebook are getting sent into the group, right? Yeah. So obviously I won't, I won't reveal any names no. here. But um, someone's kicking off. Uh, why have a dog if you're just going to leave it suffering in the garden? Owners should be charged with cruelty. It's a heavy, heavy accusations yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Hope RSPCA plus police turned up, have probably just gone off for a day out and left the poor animal alone. Dogs are family and need company. Uh, is there any update? Obviously, this is longer than a day. This yeah. is what feels like. It's coming up to a week, I'm sure. Now, the person who is the owner of the dogs mm. actually steps up. Hi there. Thanks for your concern. It is my very elderly dog, I'm afraid. She is not kept in the garden, but the back door is open a lot due to the, the warmer weather, and so she can get outside when she wants to. She is sadly very frail now and sometimes falls and then calls to be picked up. I agree it is a very heartbreaking cry. I've taken her to the vet more than once to ask if it is time, <laughs> but he has assured me she is okay and not in pain. I'm away for a few days and someone is dog sitting, but apparently he went out briefly last night and my other dog was barking as well due to a cat in the garden. I apologise for the disturbance, but please rest assured they both could not be more loved and cared for. That doesn't quite stack up, does it? Because why would it go on if this person who popped out, you know, this, this house sitter clearly popped out for a week. Exactly that. And this is what someone on the Facebook group says. As a fellow dog lover, you should be made aware of the following as whoever is supposed to be dog sitting is pulling the wool over your eyes. Oh, yeah. Numerous complaints were made to the police and council yesterday as the barking distressed whining had been going on for days, not just yesterday. The front door was knocked on during the course of the day and no one was home at any point. One neighbour looked through the letterbox and one of the dogs was trapped under the sofa whilst the other one was silent. The police were trying to get in for at least two hours or so. Your dog sitter went out briefly is not true. Well put. I mean, going out briefly, unless you also are unlucky enough to get your head stuck under a sofa or between bars and a fire exit, <laughs> you know, 
there's no excuse for being out that long, is there? That's too long, and um, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to wait till episode two. Yeah, I oh, can't wait now. I think this is uh, the direction for your next podcast. It will be Sean Walsh investigates, and each week it'll be <laughs> it'll be a story where you've gone around. You know, something's going on, and. You report to me sometimes and just tell me what's going on, and I yes. can maybe give you a few pointers. Well, it just means that you don't have to talk to yourself you. on Netflix. <laughs> Obviously, you know, some people have said that you know they're they're, they're concerned for the dogs, and so this, you know, it's very sad talking like this. But would the dogs be better off, you know, somewhere else? Yes. Yeah. And I've let them know that I do a dog podcast, okay, with you, mm. and you'd be more than happy to take on the two dogs. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I'll uh, I'll get back to you. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so is 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 it still an ongoing thing? There's a sort of tension now in your area. Yes. with this house, all of the responses to those Facebook groups are things such as "very bizarre," "something's not right." Yeah, It'd be interesting to hear from uh, any listeners who've got similar stories of like having heard dogs. Yes, but I'll keep you posted. I, I think there'll be a happy there'll be a happy ending. Uh, well, it needs to be a resolve at least, doesn't there? Yes. Quite an intrigue. I wasn't expecting that when we logged on this morning. No. Sounds like it's all been going on. Yes. You know, if you were a private investigator, like a, you know, a sleuth. Yes. What would you, your preferred mode of transport be? Because they all, you know, sometimes they go around a vintage car, don't they? Private investigators. Yeah. What, what would you go around? It's a, good, it's a good question. Yeah. Or a bicycle if you're like like Miss Marples or that priest. What a <laughs> oh yeah the priest the... <laughs> Father Brown is it yeah. Do you know what I think a good look would mm. be is actually just on foot but always with Mildred. Mildred is my sniffer dog. Okay, it's quite sort of Scooby Dooish that, but it's you you could do that. Would it be a bit limiting not having any transport at all? Well, there's public transport. No, you can do that. I suppose yeah, you can go around on electric scooter. We haven't had a private eye on electric scooter yet, have we? <laughs> on those ones that hasn't happened yeah have people swearing at me yeah. on my way to the crime scene there's people on the pavements but thanks for bringing that and I expect to hear more of it in the weeks to come I yes. think we've got Simon waiting for us we do we could talk to Simon about how long it's okay to leave a dog on their own for so uh, let's see if he's yes. with us yet Hi, Simon. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you doing, Jack? Yeah, very good. Yeah, we've just been... Uh, you... I've not said hello. Sorry, I don't know why I didn't say hello there. <laughs> I was just listening. Sorry. Hello, Simon. Hello, Sean. Also. How are you doing? Socially awkward, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but you've changed your look a bit, Simon. Listeners who haven't seen you won't be aware that you have long hair. But have yes. you cut it off or is it in a bun? No, no. It's, oh, okay. it's, up, in a bun. it's up at the back. It's tucked away. Yeah. Which way do you prefer it? I normally have it up just because my hair's really curly. Like, Sorry, by the way, I'm asking this because I'm genuinely interested. That would be a strange question. <laughs> I used to have long hair, so I have a, an interest in that. Yeah, um, normally up just because my hair's like little ringlets. It's really, really curly, so it just gets everywhere. And it actually gets in the way sometimes when I'm doing sessions with dogs and things like that. So I don't want to uh, get yanked to the floor by a German Shepherd, put it that okay. way. I mean, when do you like to have your hair? When do you let it flow? Is it the type of music you're into or? No, it's just purely because it's so curly. I have two options. It's either shaved head or super long. Anywhere in between, I kind of look like a microphone. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so it goes it goes frizzy. <laughs> and then if you're doing dog sessions, you tie it up. Yes, although I have had a uh, a session where one of the clients, the dog really hated men, and obviously I've got a beard and things mm-hmm. like that. And I thought yeah. I'd try something, so I took my hair down during the session, and the dog was my best friend all the way through the session with my hair down. So I think it was more short haired rather than men oh. in general that it didn't like. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Here's a, a change I noticed when I went from long hair to short hair, and this this is true. I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. <laughs> When I got my hair cut, I stopped getting stopped at airports when I was going through passport. Right. Yeah, yeah. When I had long hair, without fail, I would be searched. And then when I got my hair cut, they just let me through. See, I have the opposite. When my hair's short, I get stopped in airports. When my hair's long, people just leave me alone. Well, then, then we've learned nothing. <laughs> it might have just been your presence around the hair, not just the length of your hair. Ask me about whether I get stopped at airports. <laughs> Go on, because I want to. Do you get stopped at airports? Sometimes, and sometimes not. So. <laughs> we haven't got anywhere with that. We're wasting valuable time with our dog expert in the studio, so we need, know, to, right. we need to come on. Simon, we were talking a very long conversation just now about a dog that was left on its own in a house. Obviously, we all have to leave our dogs on their own at some point. What's your advice on that? What do you reckon? I mean, at the end of the day, no dog is 100% going to be happy with it. Uh, the pack animals, the social animals, they like to have something mm. around them anyway, um, especially, you know, you as the owners and things like that. You provide more resources to the dog. So obviously, if you disappear, the resource is gone, if, whether that's attention or food or uh-huh. playing or whatever. I'd say probably no longer than like four or five hours, maybe leave them on their own, just because yeah. I think okay. and anything longer than that, you're sort of pushing it into the sort of neglect boundaries you know it's going to need to go out to the toilet yes. and things like that it's more practicality yeah. than anything else yeah. but yeah mm. get, getting a dog used to being left alone every now and then is a really really solid sort of like basic skill that i think every dog owner should have because there are going to be times when you're leaving them alone even if it's you know you're leaving them at the vets overnight yeah. and things like that like they're going to have time periods on their own and do you think they're happier if they've got another dog with them when they're on their own? It can be a bit of a coin toss, really. It depends on how well it gets on with the other dog. Because obviously, yes. if you've gone, you being the sort of like parental role for the dog, if they don't really get on and they're yeah. just sort of tolerant with each other, there could be a scrap while you're out and you don't even know it. Do you know what I mean? Like once the sort of authority figure's gone, they kind of go, right, well, now I don't have to be as patient with you around and things can happen if not done yeah. properly. Oh, right. Okay. So that's, um, that's probably the way because, uh, yeah, Sean was telling us this story about a dog that was uh, left on its own and seemed to get into some trouble, got his head stuck somewhere under a sofa, oh, to be precise. Yeah. That was a dog clearly being left on its own too long. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll try and self-soothe, you know, that's why you'll find like your skirting boards chewed or, you know, even your door frames chewed because they've tried to escape the house and things like that. They will find a way out. Wow. Going back to the story of this dog that you uh, were dealing with that was afraid of men... Did you manage to cure the dog of that phobia or did you just leave the owner saying, well, get all your men friends to grow their hair? (laughs) No, we did manage. (laughs) If only it was that easy. Yeah, no, we did. We, we did manage to solve it. I've mentioned it before on this podcast, you know, just gradual desensitization, sort of getting them used to something that they're not familiar with over time. I mean, this was quite an easier case because the dog hadn't been necessarily abused by men or anything like that. It just no. been in a sort of female only household and never really been exposed to him over a long period of time. Okay. I think that sounds very familiar with our dog Dolly when we got her. I don't think she'd ever been, you know, had a sort of man friend in her life. So she 
it took a bit longer. To, she's still more devoted to Jane than than me, probably. You yes, know, I have that. I have that with surprising. Mildred as well. Yeah, yeah we, they do. Simon, I actually have. Grace has gone away. I have. A, I have a question from Grace. Okay. I told her that we were talking to you, and did she have anything that she wanted you to answer? She was wondering. Basically, Mildred doesn't like dogs sniffing her bum, but she wants to sniff theirs. Right. Why does she want? to sniff theirs but she doesn't want people to sniff hers <laughs> so is mildred sniffing first or is he the dog coming to sniff and then she's like no no, no i want to do it oh god <laughs> grace isn't here for, the, for, for that top-up question i've got no idea i'm trying to i'm just now trying to use my own memory which is not a credible source i think no i don't know i just don't know so if it, why why do you ask that well if mildred's sniffing first I'm sure we've all got that like friend yes. in a group of mates who's like the really extroverted will like say hello to everyone. And then when anyone's got something interesting to say to them, they just walk off or they make the conversation about themselves. And it's that kind of like lack of social etiquette, shall we say. So it's a sort oh, okay. of the narcissistic thing. Is yeah, it? she's going, I- I'm far more important. I want to find out. And then she's not giving the other dog a chance. It's strange because we can't, as humans, hopefully we can't relate to this interest in sniffing each other like that <laughs> you know but the equivalent the, maybe the equivalent is i'm always a bit hesitant you know when you, you're introduced to someone for the first time and they go in for the hug yeah i think that's way that's way too much for me yeah exactly right it feels like a, an obliged thing that you're not quite ready for yeah so yeah every dog has its own like little ritual when it comes to greeting each other they've all got to learn the sort of idiosyncrasies of each other because they've all got their own little personalities but yeah the example of yeah. a hug is exactly right you know i'm a hugger i don't mind hugging people on the first time i meet them but obviously if i do meet you sean i won't go for the hug straight well, away. thanks for the warning <laughs> <laughs> well no I, that's different i feel no 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 we've gotten to know each other over the the course of this podcast so that's you're allowed to hug me yeah this yeah. is, okay. I didn't but know. But don't, don't expect my arms to go back round your... You can hug me. I'm not hugging you. Okay, I'll lead the way on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I actually want to know what is the most unusual problem that you've had to deal with. Okay. I did have a client who had a Frenchie. For some reason, this Frenchie would only poo against a wall. Oh, right. Like, we're talking like, you know, piping bag, perfect swirls. it back up against a wall and poo against oh, the wow. wall and leave like little sort of decorations at sort of knee height <laughs> like a dirty protest <laughs> kind of and uh we, we basically narrowed it down to the fact that well, i mean jack's gonna love this explanation he just liked doing it <laughs> <laughs> i like how you say we narrowed it down to yeah uh, <laughs> which other possibilities did you go past <laughs> It might just Before be artists. You. <laughs> yeah. It could, have, it could have been a dog with just a great sense of humour. It could have been. I mean, it now squats and poos normally because we spent a lot of time like walking in sort of like open fields and areas where there weren't walls for it to do. So it just kind of got in the habit of doing it. Oh, right, the, yes. The inverted commas natural way. Keeping it away from the walls. Did eventually learn the habit. You must have needed a lot of patience for that because, uh, yeah. you know, they don't constantly need to go mildred does this thing where she whenever she poos she then kicks back with her legs like she's mm. kind of chucking mud over it or sand over it yeah. but she'll do that on the pavement yeah what does mildred think is happening when she does that on a pavement a rock solid concrete 
pavement. Yeah, so it's an old instinct where basically they're just kicking up the scent to sort of like get the scent up into the air. Obviously, concrete pavements and things like that don't really move, but like grass and mud will kick it up into the air. It's kind of like a punctuation point on whatever they've done. You guys mentioned about dogs weeing to sort of like they can find out all the information about other dogs like the age health and all this sort of stuff from just smelling other dogs pee and so this this sort of like kicking on the floor it's just putting a full stop or an exclamation point on that sort of like message that they're leaving that's a full stop yeah just yeah. to tell it's everyone kind of like, okay I've, I've left my message <laughs> this is my message to you rudy <laughs> I'm going to kick it up in the, in the air. It's interesting because I always thought that it was an old instinctive thing to burying their, their mess. That's what I thought it was. Getting rid yeah, of it. No, it's the opposite. It's elaborating mm. it as much as possible. Not every dog does it. One of many things that interests me about this kind of thing is no one's, you know, I've not taught Mildred to do that. Grace has not taught Mildred to do that. I don't think because she's not here for me to ask. But. <laughs> How come dogs have these instincts where they they do these things that don't seem like they've been passed down from from anywhere? You know, pe- most people's behaviour we go to, we, you know, we're parented, we go to school, and, what, and most of what we do is talk. Dogs seem to still have these things that are, are kind of passed down by what seems like evolution. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, loads of it's peculiar. Loads of animals do it. I mean, you know, horses as soon as they're born, within minutes they're up and running, and no one showed them how to run around. It's just this instinctual drive to do something. In in particular us as humans we've kind of repressed a lot of the instinct and would rather go with logic yeah what's interesting is that different breeds of dog have different instincts that come through very naturally don't like you get a herding dog we'll just we once had um when i was younger had a lovely little um, shetland sheep dog and she got into a, a chicken run behind our house and just rounded them up into the corner so that's what she loved to do <laughs> And just, just didn't touch them, never touched them. But she's like, fantastic. and she'd be, you know, she's quite small, but she'd be kind of crawling along in the grass and keeping them in one place. And you just yeah. have to come on, get her out there because she's just, you know, leave leave the hens alone. You've got them where you want them now, leave them alone. Yeah. Or you'll get dogs that are much better at retrieving because it's part of their instinct, isn't it? Or what they're trained to do, what they're bred for. Yeah, it's a lot of selective breeding. So like with retrieving dogs, it's a really good example. So Labradors, they've got this wonderful thing called a soft mouth where they basically can pick things up without damaging it. So they can pick up birds and retrieving yes. dummies and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And basically, it's just someone down the line went, okay, I'm going to send my dog out to go get this bird that I've just shot. They've gone and got the bird. They brought it yeah. back. The bird's been absolutely mangled. So they've gone, okay, let's try this dog over here. This one looks like it's going to be a bit softer. They send it back. It brings it back. It's got a yeah. nice soft mouth. Nothing's ruined. It's all nice. And they go, okay, well, we're going to breed this one with a soft mouth with another one with a soft mouth. And then you've got the perfect soft mouth dog. Yeah. And it just, it, over years and yeah. years and years, we've kind of like narrowed it down and funneled it down mm. to like the perfect sort of yeah. instrument, basically. That's where we, you know, sometimes you get into, into difficulty where certain breeds get bred for cosmetic looks don't yeah. they people decide it's cute if a dog can't breathe properly so yeah. let's let's breed those two together and you get something that's really having having trouble you know breathing or whatever yeah and that's when the sort of the vanity aspect of it kicks in over the working aspect of it i mean no dog should have to mm, have right. surgery on its nose just to survive do you know what i mean and it's a choice that we've kind of taken away from so. the dog by mm. breeding yeah, dogs that shouldn't be bred together together really yeah, yeah. now simon we've had quite a lot of guests just coincidentally we've had a lot of guests that have recently got dogs when they've come on the podcast and so we're always at this point where people are getting their dogs trained how quickly do you think you can train your dog the basics well it's never too early to train your dog 
So if you've got your dog from a puppy, say from eight weeks old, eight to 10 weeks old, you can start training them as soon as you bring them home. Like they're in that sort of perfect space to start learning. Things like sit and giving a paw and even recall can be taught in a matter of weeks, if not days, really. Sitting is one of the most natural things a dog can do. You can train it within half an hour. And do you recommend puppy classes or one-on-one? I have sort of conflicting feelings about puppy classes. I think if you want your dog for a specific thing, so like obedience, you know, recall and stuff like that, one-on-one by far is much better. But puppy classes and stuff are great to socialize your dog and sort of get it used to being around other dogs and ignoring other dogs. I think it's one of those things where start training at one-on-one first and then introduce distractions of things like Mm -hmm. classes and stuff. Because if you take your puppy straight to a puppy class and then there's one puppy in the corner who's just barking his head off all the way through, you know, like the naughty kid at school, no one's going to be paying any attention, Mm -hmm. you know, especially not your dog. It's going to be wondering what the hell is that dog barking at or why is that dog acting the clown in the corner rather than listening to what you want it to do. Right. That's a good question because it's surprising how people don't think ahead very much when when they get a dog. Just think, oh, let's, that's a lovely dog. I'm going to get it or I'm going to rescue that dog or whatever it is. Yeah. Then you've got the actual thing of having to get it to do what you want it to do. Yeah, well, it's a 14 plus year commitment. It is exactly that. Yeah. You get people who are in older age saying, I won't get another dog now, you know, because it's, uh, they know that it'll outlive them probably. That's a Absolutely. bit yeah, of a yeah. downer, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, Simon, you're a big fan of Oh My Dog. Yes. I take it. Uh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> correct, correct well, I don't know if it's all right but you listen to yes. it you listen to every episode yeah of course I do um, <laughs> is there anything and you don't have to name names we don't want to call anyone out on our own podcast because we've loved all of the guests that we've had on yep. but mm. is there any and it could be even myself and Jack and if it's Jack <laughs> please do call him out but with any of the people we've had on is there anything you've heard on this podcast where you thought, oh, that's not right. Or something that you encouraged. There's been an episode where you thought, that's good. I love that they're doing that. I'm going to have that. I'm going to share that. (laughs) I'll jump on the last one. I'll start with a nice note rather than make some enemies in the celebrity world. But Mel Sykes, she was phenomenal. Her advice with her Corgi puppy is phenomenal. Mel Sykes, by far some of the best. Oh, yes. Okay. Logical way of thinking through it remind us porchy the corgi yeah yes and just the way she was like you know she's letting him experience life and she's just kind of guiding him when he needs it and just you know standing out and going for what it's the thing that you didn't really understand sean of just going out and sitting with your dog in the middle of nowhere and just taking things in like dogs need a lot of that and it's when they're sort of withheld from that that they do start getting these sort of like behavioral issues yeah good i i I appreciate that and i like the way you put a little jab in to sean (laughs) i know You notice how quiet he went. (laughs) (laughs) No, I understood the going out. I understood. I I know what it's like to go outside. I get going outside. And I did understand it. I just wanted it. I just wanted to be clear on what we were, what it was about taking in the, what was it? What was it about? Yeah. Taking in the atmosphere. What was it? Taking in the atmosphere. Taking in the wind. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Breathing the space. It's quite a new age approach. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the way I phrase it is just watching the world go by. Like on your walk, just find a park bench and sit for five minutes and just let your dog exist in a space for a little bit. You'll probably find a lot of behavior improvements from just that. Just adding that into the walk every now and then. Okay. That's it. That's the- all right. Are you going to do that, Sean? You think take Mildred out, sit on the bench, just, you know, be in the moment. Out of spite, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did have um, another guest that we had a couple of weeks ago, Fiona Allen, who's Cockapoo Herbert. 
Fiona's been told that her voice isn't firm enough. Yes. That takes us to a broader question. Do you need to have a stern voice when you talk to your dog or does that not help? Would it be better to be soft and gentle? What, what, what would you say, Simon? So with dogs, obviously, they don't understand English. They, they can understand the meaning of our words, but not the actual individual words that we're trying to oh, get. You've lost me there. I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> I think they do. I mean, they, they can to some extent. They've obviously got memories. They, do. They, they can remember words associated with things. I'm sorry to interrupt you because yeah. I've got to pick you up on this because because Dolly says, uh, well, she doesn't, I'm not claiming that she speaks English. <laughs> but, she, <laughs> but when we... when we Jack's lost his mind. If we say, should we get the cheese out? She goes nuts. Yeah. Now, that is, that is a full sentence that she understands. I'm not saying to her, cheese cheese which i would expect her to kind of pick up on that but she completely gets that but she, she's learned that phrase so what do you say to that simon she's learned that phrase she's not necessarily she's learned the, the yes, tone of your that voice. english yeah. phrase yeah <laughs> i mean t- try it in french jack and see what happens i could but try i wouldn't Steve. understand it in french uh, go and get the fromage now shall i and i bet she'd know what i was talking about i bet she'd know <laughs> i'll report back i will report back sorry yeah, I've taken, like we were to... talking about voices and stern voices and so on yeah. so what did you say Simon? so the tone of voice is the most important thing to do obviously if you're like talking to it in a stern firm voice it's gonna be like oh okay this might be time to concentrate i wouldn't say necessarily it needs a stern voice i like to use the example of like a, a primary school teacher We've all had that primary school teacher that uh-huh. we've like really, really liked and we'd always listen to, like they'd have fun and things like that in class. But then when they were like, okay, you guys need to concentrate now. Like they just have that very slight touch. They don't shout. It's not really like a sergeant major or any sort of like authoritarian, but they just change the voice ever so slight to be like, no, come on, we need to focus now and get on with this. And 99% of the kids are like, mm. okay, yeah, cool. I'll do what I'm told just because it's like, oh, we've got to the point where we need to listen now rather than just having fun all the yeah. time pick up on that yeah absolutely the common mistake is if a dog is barking a lot if you shout at the dog the dog thinks you're barking back is that right do you think yeah it thinks you're joining in it gets worse and worse because you can Mm. be shouting shut up and the dog doesn't understand shut up it just knows you're being loud it's barking at the same time so like oh cool we're doing it as a pack now let's go together and do this yeah okay Well, Simon, as always, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. Before you go, one one thing that I just want to go back to. You know you said about just sitting on a bench with your dog, taking the world in. Yeah. Does that mean that when I go to, say, my local cafe or have a little walk to Notting Hill, which I like to do, and Mildred's just sat with me at the cafe, mm-hmm. I sometimes get a bit guilty when Mildred's just sat there, so then I'll kind of extend the walk. Are you telling me that she actually is having quite a nice time when we're sat there at the cafe? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if she's experiencing, you know, if there's oh, like good. traffic going past, if there's people going past, you'll probably see her nose pick up every now yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah, 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 loads starts, of people and yeah, stuff like that. she loves it. it. It's how they get used to okay, the world nice. around them, you know, it's that gradual exposure again that sort of really, really Oh, helps. that's good to know. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's definitely a good thing. Dolly loves it. If we're walking on the common, she'll try and take us over to the cafe. Because that's where she, she likes to sit there with us. And, you know. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, she said, come on, just go and get a coffee. That's brilliant. Oh, that's really good to know. Because yeah. I, I do that a lot and sometimes I get feel a bit guilty. But fantastic. Great. Nice one. Um, Simon, thank you so much for, for coming on yeah, uh, as usual. Simon. And we'll speak to you again soon. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much. 
Well, thank you for listening to Oh My Dog. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show and keep listening. Yes, do please get in touch. Leave us your voice notes uh, by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com and find us on Instagram at omdpod. Give us a shout there to uh, also keep downloading the podcast because we've got fantastic guests coming up the likes of Romish Ranganathan Rob Beckett and Jimmy Carr yeah so uh, loads more and please tell your friends to tune in and listen the more listeners we get the more fun we can have with it and remember a dog is for life not just for podcasts